Shabbos, Perak Tezayin, Mishnah Gimel, 16.3. The Mishnah continues to discuss limitations on saving things from burning home on Shabbos. The previous Mishnah had said that you're limited to the food that you would need for the three meals you have on Shabbos. And if you had only two meals to go, then you only could bring two meals worth of food out. Here the Mishnah modifies that by saying, Matzilin sal malekikaros. You're allowed to save one basket that's full of loaves of bread. Even if that basket contains bread for a hundred meals, you could save that one basket because even though now you're taking out more than food for three meals, but actually the amount of work is, is less, and therefore there's even less concern about you tearing inside the fire, burning building, putting things in the fire out, etc. You'll just take one thing and go. And the same applies, the eagle shall devela. Um, in the time of the Mishnah, they had these, they would press dried figs into sort of like a round mold um, and make what's called an eagle, which means like a circle of pressed figs. So the point is this could be quite large, and even if you have enough figs pressed to serve you for many meals, you could take that one single unit out of the house that's on fire. And similarly, you could take a whole barrel of wine out, even though there's plenty of wine for many more than three sudos. Now beyond what you're allowed to take, you're limited, but you could announce to your neighbors, come and save food for yourselves. This is an invitation to other people to take food out also. This is tantamount to being mafkir's food, which means he's saying the food is no longer his, and therefore other people can come take it and they can really keep it for themselves. Um, they'll be limited, like he's limited, to three meals worth of food, um, each according to their own person. And similarly, they would be allowed to take a single basket of bread or a keg of wine, etc. Um, in all these cases, uh, fine. Now, vimhayopikhen, now if the people, the neighbors who come to take this food out are people who are familiar with Hilchel Shabbos, and they're, they're clever people, osin imo cheshbon achar Shabbos, they would make some sort of um, calculus, they'll they'll come to a tally with the owner of this, the previous owner of the food, um, after he was mafkrit, it no longer is his, but he can now have the food returned to him, and the people who saved his food can say, listen, you should pay us for the, uh, the time, pay us for a time for saving your food. So that means they're actually getting paid for work they did on Shabbos. Now normally the din is, one may not pay someone else, Jew or otherwise, for doing work on Shabbos. The way it's done, I don't want to get into it this minute here, but the way, and actually we'll have another parak about Mir Akam shortly, in the next parak. But the way it's done basically is that you don't pay a person for work done on Shabbos, even we're talking about permitted work that you could do on Shabbos. You can't pay for it for work done on Shabbos. Um, so typically what's happened is um, by Havla, there's a payment that's made that includes the work that would cover the work that was done before Shabbos or after Shabbos, like set up and clean up. Anyways, the point is, since these people were actually rescuing the food for their own benefit, because the food was half ownerless, so that means that they are not doing any work for Shabbos, and therefore to sort of return this food to the original owner and charge the original owner for their time would be within bounds. It's not a violation of the Isra or abundant of being paid for work on Shabbos. These are good guys. In other words, as the Barthener speaks out, these are um, Yirei Shemaim, and the point is they don't want to uh, exploit the victim of this fire, and therefore they don't want to keep the food for themselves. They want to return the food, um, but at least they want to get paid for their time for having lost their Shabbos arrest to do work in saving the food. Now, if they were actually chasidim, meaning they'd go beyond the letter of the law, 
then of course they would just return the food back to the original owner and not charge him anything at all. That of course would also clear them entirely of taking money for work that was done on Shabbos, even if it's done in a mutter way. In any case, the Mishnah says that's not mekredin. Mekredin, the letter of the law is they could charge for their time. And that's the point here again. Ve'im pikchem, if they were sophisticated and understood Hilcha Shabbos like you do now. Osin imo cheshbon achar Shabbos. They, the ones who rescue the food, could make a deal, a deal, a calculation with the original owner of the food. Now, lehechen matzilan osan. To where may they, that's both the original owner and the rescuers, transport this food to? Lechatzer hamo'revis. Only to a courtyard that already has an Arab. That is to say, in other words, there's no leniency being applied here in terms of the halachas of hotza. Anywhere where one could carry or transfer the food, that would be allowed to transfer the food in the quantities as stipulated by the Mishnayas. Um, but any place that doesn't have an existing Arab, even meaning a courtyard, which is walled on all four sides, and therefore a shusayachid altogether. But the rabbi said you can't transfer from your private home into that Arab without first paying the Arab chatzeros. So then one would not be allowed to save any food from the private house into that chatzer. So the mission is saying here, only where it would be permitted to carry anything under normal circumstances, so too they can carry the food into there. Um, and not more than that. In contrast, you'll recall in the first mission of the parak, we said when it comes to saving a safer Torah or a tefillin, you can take it not only to an Erev that isn't Mo'revis, but even um, into a, a chatzer, excuse me, a, a mavui, a alleyway, which doesn't have walls on all four sides, as long as it has perhaps one lechi or even no lechi, it's according to Ben Becerra. Here, Ben Becerra is lenient again, and here he says, Ben Becerra Omer, af He says, it's not necessary that the chatzer that we're transferring the food into has an Eruv, since anyways, really, Midorais has no problem in the world with transferring food from Rishasiyachet to Here he'll be lenient, and allow the people to save the food and bring it into the chatzer, even if there's no Eruv beforehand. Again, don't forget the Eruv means the food, the bread that unites the private owner with the other people who have access to this this um, this chatzer, this courtyard. So Ben Becerra holds that's not essential, and we're being lenient when it comes to saving food as well, and you could transfer the food from the home into the Eruv without a excuse me, into the chatzer without an Eruv. Um, but the Allah, again, is like the Tanakama, meaning there are no leniencies allowed whatsoever for saving food from a burning building on Shabbos.